fun. We actually launched the San Francisco Flower and Garden Show, which was a, a wonderful experience for us because we had a demographic that is not exposed to cannabis that often. And it was amazing. We sold grow kits to beautiful little old ladies who had never even smoked a plant before uh, and just wanted to experience growing it. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today we're joined by Joshua Mezer, founder and CEO of Up Hot for Pot. Josh, thanks for being on the MJ Bulls podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. By far the best name for a business. It says what you, you do, it, you do what it says. Super catchy. I love it. Super Thank well you. done. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited about having you on my show because I think this home crafter, or if you want to call them hobbyist or whatever, I think that is a home run play. And you're the first company that I've talked to that's really focusing on the home customer. How'd you come up with this idea? Yeah, you know, so I've been a, a gardener and a grower for uh, almost 10 years now. My business partner and I, we have two of the hardware projects, and we're really looking for a project that made money now, and that was kind of our uh, our quotes uh, that we've put on the wall. And we were walking through Home Depot one day and sort of looking at just your typical gardening kits uh, that they have for tomatoes or peppers, and just got to talking, and it sort of made a lot of sense that there should be somewhere between a, a tomato kit and a brew kit. That's affordable. And when we looked at the home grow market, traditionally cannabis has been grown indoors, uh, which adds an awful lot of expense to the process. And um, we wanted to develop a kit that you could grow outdoors with the sun or indoors if you wanted to. So I read on your website that you don't ship the seeds. So you work with affiliates in each of the states and direct the customer to the, to the affiliate. But because of that, you can ship pretty much anywhere, anywhere in the world Except for some reason on your website, it says you don't ship to North Korea. Uh, that, that's a, that's a, a pun that my partner put <laughs> So far, we have actually, uh, we've shipped all the way from Australia to Malaysia. So we've uh, we put kits all over the world at this point, which for us, it was important to start an ancillary business. We didn't want to deal with the regulations. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you need a seed in the kit. And we're like, well, we, we include a coupon to where you can go to my friend's website in Amsterdam and he'll ship you the seed. We're kind of cool when the, the hemp bill passes, if it passes, uh, we'll be able to legally include a CBD hemp seed in there, which would be really fun. We, we, we just didn't want to get our hands too dirty, I think is the way I'd phrase it. You know, I, there, we have a lot of listeners who are investors who refuse to touch the plant. They're still only investing in ancillary. And so you're as close to touching the plant without touching the plant. Walk us through the process. I order a pot for pot. And yeah, in, yeah. on the website and it and arrives and then walk me through step by step and from the time it arrives until harvest. Okay. So when it arrives, you know, you open the box and it contains uh, your pot, a seedling pot, super soil, which provides all the plants, uh, the plant full of nutrients it needs, uh, a pair of scissors, an adorable little watering can and, and a relatively simple grow guide. Part of our mission is to educate customers. It's one of the first things we try to educate them on is a strain of cannabis that a lot of people aren't too familiar with called autoflowering cannabis, which uh, originally comes from the Ruderellus plant. And we love that plant for hobbyists because it makes growing it really easy in the sense that you don't need a complicated dark and light cycle. So 
most traditional cannabis requires 12 hours of dark before it begins to flower. Um, as autoflowering cannabis, as the name would suggest, just starts to flower right away. Pretty much in 80 days, uh, you can wind up with up to eight ounces. You know, we didn't want people to have to have a tent in their living room or, you know, only be able to harvest once a year outdoors. And for the customer, it's just add water and you just have to watch it grow. You know, it's, a, it's an incredible plant. It does pretty much all the work itself. And if you give it good light and a little bit of water every day and a bit of love, um, we have people harvesting. I think the record we've got right now is 5.5 ounces from a customer. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. Well, I'd say what makes it so great for you is this is a, a true starter kit. I mean, people that don't have any idea what they're doing. It was really fun. We actually launched at the San Francisco Flower and Garden Show which was a, a wonderful experience for us because we had a demographic that is not exposed to cannabis that often. And it was amazing. We sold grow kits to beautiful little old ladies who had never even smoked the plant before uh, and just wanted to experience growing it. Well, I know my mom is. I know my mom is listening, so I'm afraid you know she'll probably be placing an order next. Oh well, Christmas is coming up, so you know, please ship her a kit. Are you on? (laughs) Are you on QVC? Because that's really dangerous. (laughs) No, not yet. Not yet. Before we jumped on, you gave me the little history of cannabis before it became mainstream. That was really made up of hobbyists. Can you retell that story for our listeners? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting the way the market has evolved. You, know, you can take England for an example, and then I'll, I'll backtrack on that. But England is, uh, has about one in 53 houses has a small microgrow. Within the United States, it's you know, about four or five years ago is when you really had the big flood of hobbyists that kind of turned into professionals. And in today's market with regulation, that huge swath has kind of been chewed out or they've left the market or they've scaled into you know kind of like a commercial cannabis cultivator now and as the the corn on the cob rotates we're starting to see a a whole new you could say budding hobbyists (laughs) coming up because uh, the taxes you know they're now paying sixty dollars for the forty dollar eighth and the truth is it's called weed for a reason if you have a good bit of sun like a lot of people do in california and and parts across america uh, you can have amazing results that far surpass uh, what you'd be able to accomplish with like a beer brewing kit or something like that and in terms of the quality of the product. Well, I just think your business is going to explode. What do you need to do over the next 12 to 24 months to capitalize on all this opportunity? Um, we really want to push the uh, B2C model. Uh, we've got a partnership with a company called Dank City that um, has access to about 600 million followers on social media that we're going to be rolling out with and several celebrities like Tommy Chong and so forth. And that's kind of like our, our B2C play because I mean, obviously we, we own that customer for life at that point, which oh, sure. to me is really attractive. And, you know, I know when they're harvesting so we could sell the pipes or whatever. And we're also looking at kind of trying to access the big box retail side of things mm-hmm. with a floor display. Right now, our cheapest kit is about $60, and we've definitely identified that there's room for a $20 kit even, which I think in, in Home Depot or if you think of Lowe's or those type of stores that you know, are now selling grow kits online and stuff, there's a really nice kind of counter-grab product there. And then you know, we want to, uh, there's so many verticals to expand into this. We're uh, coming out with a little grow light you can put in your living room, so then we 
cover the living room grower and we cover the garden grower because you know you can just have one of these plants <laughs> under an 18 hour light cycle in your living room and you'll get a couple ounces in 80 days like um, i said earlier you're you're the starter kit so the people that come in to trust you they have a great experience with you there's no reason why they wouldn't buy their other supplies from you as they progress in this hobby so you're starting a, a seed round right now and if so if people are interested in participating what are you looking for in an investor just give us just an overview if you could yeah, you know, right now we're really shopping for a lead. Um, you know, we have a, we've had a couple term sheets that uh, just haven't looked too pretty for us. Both Jason and I have been through uh, incubators and accelerators and had previous startups. So, you know, we're really just trying to find the the strategic lead that makes sense. Yeah, I think that there's always that smart money, dumb money. And at the moment, we're trying to find that smart money that can bring a lot of assets to the business. Okay. Because we're, we're a relatively small team at this point. Yeah, the more vertically integrated that uh, the person we work with, I think the, um, the more runway we'll get out of them. So we've been speaking with Joshua Messer, founder and CEO of A Pot for a Pot. And all the information will be on our MJ Bulls website, mjbulls.com. For I love your name. I love this market. I just wish you had that North Korea thing figured out and we'd be set. <laughs> you got a great startup. This is, I, I tell you, there's going to be a lot of interest. I, it won't be long before you guys are into your A's and Series B round because you're going to have to build up yeah. a lot of capital to get into Walmart and Target and every place else. They, they require yeah. train loads. Well, good luck. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.